The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Coming to you live from Anantara, the marker at Dublin, where we are joined. Put your hands together, please, for actor Liam Cunningham. <laughs> Liam, good morning and welcome. Thank you very much for having me, Pat. Uh, you're delighted, I'm sure, that your life in Game of Thrones mm. is over. Oh, no, my accountant's very disappointed. <laughs> uh, no, it was a gorgeous, gorgeous thing to be involved in. And uh, obviously it raised uh, my profile enormously because it, it, it wasn't just a show, it was a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. You know, so uh, to be part of that uh, and some of the best, if not the best writing I've ever come yeah. across, it's, uh, it's what an actor dreams of. But it follows you around, I suspect. Uh, oh, yeah, no, it'll be on my gravestone. <laughs> I've, I've known. But it's not a bad thing to have on a gravestone. Um, so but I mean, how do people, when they see you and they yeah. do a double take? Oh, yeah, there's lots of double takes. And that's the wonderful thing. Actors can continue working a lot uh, because the public's memory is so short. <laughs> uh, so I, um, I always said to myself I'd give it up if I couldn't walk the streets uh, of Dublin. I, I, I live here and I love the place. And, and um, if it ever became difficult to get up Gravenstreet Street or Henry Street, then I, I, I would consider not doing it because uh, the, when the, if, I, I, I kind of cherish my anonymity a bit. Um, and, uh, but, but, when, do, but do when, people therefore recognise you and studiously ignore you? Would oh, give, yeah, yeah. Would no, give you, okay. Do you the favour? Oh, no, it's great. It's great. A, it's, it's, I've said it before, there's a healthy begrudgery in this place. <laughs> uh, you're not allowed to get ahead of yourself. And um, uh, I have a lot of respect for that. You don't you don't get too many people bowing in front of you here, yeah. Um, and it's um, it's it's kind of healthy. Yeah, you're not allowed to get ahead of yourself, and I like that. Mm. Where's your bleeding throne now? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. That sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, there's a bit of that. Now you, you have a, a new uh, series which is coming to us on Netflix in March. Yes. It was a bit delayed because uh, well, various lockdowns, actor strikes, all that all that sort of stuff, and not being able to do promotion and. Um, I think the producers were probably quite happy. It gave them a bit more time to do their polishing mm-hmm. and, and, and get, it, um, get all the post-production stuff right. Yeah. But, now, but, you can tell us a bit about the scenario, but I looked at the title, Three Body Problems, and yeah. is it three body problems like migraine, indigestion and acne? <laughs> <laughs> or is it three <laughs> different bodies? It, you know, it, what's it about? Well, it's all to do with theoretical physics. Oh, dear. Yeah. I should know about Are you this. gripped? Are you gripped already? <laughs> uh, three body, well, the three body problem is... Um, a, um, a theoretical physics kind of anomaly. If you've got three, we've one son, we go around it. Yeah. Three body problem is an unpredictable path of three gravitational, but here's what it has to do with. Uh, what's exciting about it, it's the first show that the creators of Game of Thrones have done since uh-huh. Game of Thrones. And that's um, a high bar for them to exceed. Oh, it's, yeah, you can imagine there's a few eyeballs on this show. Yeah. Um, and it is alien invasion. So basically what we have is, a, is an alien civilization who are putting up with a three-body problem and their civilization keeps getting destroyed. And, and what's your part? What, what are you in this? Are you an alien? Um, I am not. I'm, I'm, um, I'm in charge of saving the world. As that's your simple task? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, handy number. <laughs> Save um, the world. Uh, but what? What are, are you a physicist yourself? No, or? no, he's not. He's a he's a bit of a shadowy character. Um, uh, there was a line. I don't know if it makes it into the uh, finished article, but there is a line in the uh, in the show where where somebody says to me, 
uh, when I'm trying to recruit them, they say, do you work for MI5? Uh, and I say, no, they work for me. It's <laughs> a great line. And, and he's not lying. So, um, so basically we follow a, 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 a f several very clever kind of Oxbridge um, scientists. Um, and um, they keep getting people, uh, physicists around the world to start committing suicide and start uh, uh, all sorts of things start going wrong. And uh, the aliens are up to no good. But the, it's the scope on this thing. I mean, you saw the scope of Game of Thrones. Yeah. The scope on this is, and the blurb is, that we start in modern day, just, you know, present time. Yeah. And the series goes until the end of time. So, that's it. It so there's a bit, of, a bit of a stretch. A bit of a stretch. You could be working for quite a while on this thing. Please God, the accountant <laughs> would be delighted. Um, you, you know, we uh, talked to Luke earlier uh, of the Swing Cats about, uh, you know, having great promise as a, mu a musician, thought he'd be a big star, and then he yeah. went to the day job, and, but back in showbiz now. Yeah. Um, how, how did you end up permanently being an actor because it's the most precarious of professions oh it's not it's not i can't even tell you what i what my dad said when i when i told him i was giving up the grand job in the esb and said i'm going off to be an actor i could, it's too early in the morning to tell you <laughs> um it, it is but it's 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 like when people come up to me and go can you tell me i want to be an actor and i said you've just said the exact reason why you shouldn't be it, and i'm sure it's the same uh, with the music, um, you do it because there's just something in you that just says, I have to do it. There's so much rejection. There's so much you'll never make it. There's so much yeah. uh, of uh, negativity about it. That it's, the, it's the process. I love the process. You know, the bit, the rehearsing, the bit between action and cut, everything else is... Uh, is is kind of it's a bit nasty in the business. I don't yeah. I don't really. I mean, like it. you had in your youth, I'm sure, the cattle calls where you're auditioning. Oh, oh yeah. If you could get if you could get into a cattle call, yeah. you were you were blessed. And I didn't start doing this until I was 29. I was kind of married five or six years. Had a mortgage, the whole thing. Nearly lost the house when taxman chasing me and all sorts of stuff. It was it was fairly stressful when you've maxed out the credit card, the overdraft, everything else, and there's nothing coming in. In the next and month, the you've got to really like it. That taxman is chasing a give me more. Oh, he's, me oh, more. He, oh he loves me, the taxman. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm funding the children's hospital by myself. <laughs> now, the, the the business of getting the breakthrough. What was the big break? Do you think? Because now your agent, yeah. I presume, uh, doesn't even have to put you up for things. They come to your agent and say, "Would Liam?" possibly be free. There is a bit of that, yeah. But, but that, that brings its downside as well. You can be walking into something where, you know, I, I want to know who I'm going to be dealing with. Yeah. And you do, you do get offers, and I'm, I'm fairly reticent about them because it worries me more that they want to employ me without having met me as well. Um, I, I'd much rather sit down and see if I'm going to get on with, with somebody, you know, and yeah. see, see if you're happy to collaborate with them. And, uh, and also, you don't want to be appeared in the first day on set and, and after your first take, look around and the entire crew are looking, going, who the hell hired this guy? Yeah. So, so you want to try and get those things out of the way and, yeah. and, you know, formulate a team before you start. So that turning point where they came looking for you rather than you kind of begging through your agent for a part. Yeah. Um, yeah, there, there was a, a little bit on the, on the smaller stuff before Game of Thrones, but uh, when something like that hits, um, you're regarded as a possible uh, profit because of the success of it. You're and bankable. People know you. You're, yeah, there's you're a bit of, bank, bit of bankable. Um, a little bit. It's not huge. Uh, and the, the trick is not to just go for the stuff that has the zeros on the check and try and filter out. And you end up 
generally speaking, the best stuff pays the least yeah. uh, because they know that people want to do it because it's, it's a beautiful script yeah. or whatever it may be. Game of Thrones, a happy set? Oh, incredible. It, there was absolutely something magical about it. It was brilliantly cast by a, a wonderful woman called Nina Gold and, and, uh, and the producers were just wonderful. And the people that ran it, the showrunners, uh, were the guys who created it from the books and, and uh, they had the final say. So they were artistically taking care of the quality of it. And it was, uh, it was, it was a joy uh, to do, especially for a thing that size. Uh, that it, it, it felt like family, you know, a lot of us still keep in touch. Now, I don't know how much research the, the, the cast would do, or you as an actor would do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in this current thing about uh, quantum physics or whatever it, yeah. it is, I mean, do you just sort of look at the script and deliver, I don't think the xenon gun is working today. <laughs> 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 the the no, energy coils yeah, have malfunctioned. Well, the, now you look into it a bit because you might have to explain it down the line and you don't want to appear like a complete idiot. Um, but the theoretical physics thing is incredibly interesting. I mean, we're, uh, I mean just give you a small example. There's a, um, there's, there's a thing called quantum entanglement, which, which is very, it's tricky to explain. However, Einstein said his quote about quantum entanglement was, it's spooky. <laughs> Einstein said that. Einstein said it about quantum <laughs> entanglement, which is something that happens faster than the speed of light and affects two protons and all sorts of stuff. And that's kind of that's a big part of, of the show as well. But it's it's a thriller. It's you know the the aliens are on the way. It's that kind of stuff, you know. Now uh, we, we'll change tack now because you mentioned the aliens are on the way. There are people in this country who mm. object mm. to what they regard as aliens coming yes. in here. That that they're transforming Dublin, and we saw yeah. uh, what a small group of people did mm -hmm. to mobilise a greater population. Yeah. I, I am dispirited about that. Uh, it's a hundred percent. Listen, I'll tell I'll tell you what it is, and and it goes back to when you were talking about when I started off. When I started off, I was a, a biker when I was nineteen twenty motorbike. I'm back on the bike again now. It's not even a midlife crisis. It's a it's an, it's an old age crisis <laughs> at this stage. It's trying to get around. It, it, yeah, there is a bit of that. Uh, and I remember when I was in a motorcycle club, the RDMCC, the Rohanian District Motorcycle Club, and when we went out on our bikes, you couldn't get into a pub. Yeah, anybody, biker, biker's not allowed all over the place because they thought we were Hell's Angels because the Hell's Angels were big at the time. Yeah. These are fellas working in the ESB. There was accountants <laughs> beside me, plumbers and, 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 and businessmen and all that, but they wouldn't let you into the pub because they considered you a, um, a, a thug of some Yeah, but why around. did you have death to all publicans on your T-shirt? <laughs> 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 yeah, that probably didn't help. Uh, um, and it's, you know what it is? It's very simple. Psychologically, it's the easily identifiable minority and somewhere to point their anger at. This does not excuse what, what, what these people did and, and the thuggery that went on. Um, the other aspect of it is, I personally think, and I'm not usually one for defending uh, 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 bad behaviour or, or, or whatever, but I, I saw uh, the Commissioner Drew Harris having to um, having to defend the actions. Now at the end there, there's, there's a few, you know, several young people here now, but do you remember the flash mobs yeah. in the early days of social when Facebook started kicking off and people would show up at train stations and start dancing and where the hell did this crowd come from? And it, was the, it used to be called the flash we used to And call it, it was the joyful by and large. Oh it was absolutely joyful and what you had was an, the equivalent of a flash mob on this that were brought on by social media, you know, with uh, various people saying, get down here, it's all kit kicking off and all that. And, and uh, Rory Hearn said it very good. When you've got a disaffected youth, um, they're, they're looking for 
any chance to uh, explode their anger. And in some cases, as we saw, that involved uh, the lunacy of breaking into shops and all that sort of stuff. And it was, there wasn't a thug, thuggish element. But what I'm saying about the commissioner is, I mean, it's very difficult to respond quickly to something like this in inverted As commas. As you say, a flash mob. Yeah. Uh, 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 and uh, you, you can't have 300 cops sitting in, a, you know, in the station in riot gear and a, and a fellow at the wheel of a water cannon uh, waiting on the next riot. I, I have a certain amount of sympathy for what, for what, the, what the guards went through. Mm. I felt incredibly sorry for them. Yeah. But the, the other aspect of it is uh, the, uh, the average prices... Uh, of uh, accommodation in Dublin, uh, the, the incredible statistic that a, a starting off pay for a teacher, the average price of accommodation in, in Dublin is 105%. It's more than all the money a teacher can earn just to get accommodation in Dublin. And there's 800 uh, primary school uh, positions that they can't fill. We, can't, we don't not have enough uh, people to teach our kids because they can't afford to be yeah. teachers. And we so know that what happens in the classroom... That's the point. What happens in the classroom is hugely influential 100%. the way they turn out. 100%. It's education. It's teaching people community and get on with their... You know, and if you're going to have 50, 60, 70 kids to a class, you're not going to be able to pay the attention. And so the, the, the social contract, this does not excuse the behaviour, but as the fellow said... It may explain to some extent that when you break the social contract, um, uh, there, there, there's, there's a payment for it. So explain, but not excuse. That's, mm-hmm. That would be the line. Now, I know you've been very outspoken on what happens in what is happening in Gaza, yes. and not just from October the 7th, but going back. Yes. That, that uh, massive injustice that was done to the Palestinians originally mm-hmm. by the British, yes. was, uh, their decision. Yeah, but a letter to Lord Rothschild, a banker. Same yeah, there's a little video well. going around uh, showing a, a kind of a modern parallel. If you had someone living in a semi-D in Drumcondra or whatever, mm-hmm. and suddenly there's a knock on the door. Yeah, Tyg. Get, get out of your house. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, there is, most, most definitely. And, and, you know, the funny thing is, you were talking about the Game of Thrones thing. I've been on the marches for probably 40 years, but no one ever noticed me till I started showing up on the telly. Yeah. Um, I'm, not a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of injustice. I, I did the marches for South Africa against apartheid. I did marches in several places around the world during the Iraq war. The precursor to the Iraq war did not go. And, um, and I'm on the marches here. And in the previous ones, as with a lot of people, we were proved right. It was, it, it, it was wrong. The... the um, um, the, the the UN have been you know calling for an end to the occupation and end to this behaviour that, that the Israelis are are doing, and uh, I I just I find it completely heartbreaking, especially coming from a country, seven hundred years of an occupation, um, and and if you don't have sympathy for what the Palestinian people are going through, I don't know what to say to you. I mean, they became dispossessed; they mm-hmm. were literally shunted out of their yeah. homes. Uh, and, you know, there's the parallel sympathy for the Jewish people who were hunted uh, out quite of there. Right, quite rightly, sympathy you know, for you the You know, Jewish right people. throughout Europe in history, the pogroms yeah. That, yeah. that dispossessed Jewish people. Yeah. Finally, you know, people from Eastern Europe go to the Middle East where yeah. they have 
they've historical roots but no experience correct and they're not even mindful probably of the people they're dispossessing well even if you believe that you have historical right to that do the palestinians not have a historical right as well i mean surely this this is this is why it's so intractable it's unbelievable and it has to i mean the only and listen i've been you know on these marches wearing the scarf the whole lot it has to come down to a two-state solution, which is the official line of the yeah. Israeli government, the official line of America, the official line of the EU, and nobody's doing anything about it. Uh, and as long as nobody forces Israel to respect their own policy, uh, then this is going to be repeated yeah. and repeated ad nauseum. It's, it's, it, it has to, and, and it, Israelis aren't, we know the Israelis are not going to do it. It has to come from international pressure. Just just for justice, for absolute justice for the Palestinian people, and, and they deserve it. Yeah. When we look at the destruction now of Gaza, I mean, there's such a, a rebuilding job to be done there. Yes. I don't know who's going to pay for it. Yeah. Um, you know, the response by the Israelis was to lay waste uh, much of Gaza, yeah. Gaza City and so on. Yeah. And that's got Hannibal Directive, I think it's they referred to. The, the, it, you know, if there's any kind of a, a silver lining to the cloud is that there'll be lots of work to be done to rebuild that country. But yeah. unless you have a stable political situation in the country, it'll just happen again. Yes. And as well as that, there's allegedly 500 billion in gas right under Gaza. Uh, they have huge, uh, allegedly, uh, huge reserves of, of gas that could pay for it. But the only way to do it is for the Israelis to, to, to allow, which they shouldn't have the right to, of self-determination for these downtrodden people. On that note, Liam Cunningham, thank you very much for coming to The Marker. Thank uh, you, Pat. And on Tara The Marker to be with us this morning. <laughs> Liam Cunningham. <laughs> now let's remind- the Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.